0: welcome everybody welcome the people who've joined us online wherever you are from Uh, special love to you as well and uh, we're doing a series on Genesis so this is sort of about the beginning and um, thought in the new year it'd be a good thing to sort of go back to the beginning people are always asking questions about life like we all want to We all want a a good life. We want to enjoy life. And so it would be good to go back to the beginning and sort of see what it's all about. And if you um, weren't here, just a quick review, Um, what what we talked about is that, you know, life itself, when you think about it, is a gift. So in the beginning, it says, in the beginning, God. So it doesn't say, in the beginning, Chris. It doesn't say, in the beginning, Tom. In other words, this, was some, this is given to us. This is an ext- so every day, we should first and foremost just sort of wake up with an attitude to be grateful. And uh, how many can say that that's a good idea? But sometimes we don't. In other words, sometimes we, we don't say thank you when we wake up. And uh, if we realize that it's a gift, it affects everything else about us. Um, The other thing that we were talking about last week is that life is good. And it's not perfect, but it's good. And in the the beginning, it says, and God made it, and he said it's good. Then he made it, and he said it's good. And he made it, and then he said it's good. And when he looked at creation, he says, this is really good. Life is good, God is good, people are good, creation is good. Some people start with bad, but the Bible starts with good. I think this is huge. How you start your day, right? Coffee and good, right? That's how everyone... You start your day with this is good. I, I am fortunate. I'm blessed. I'm favored. Uh, you, you know, go do some science research about how a privileged planet that we live on, that everything's spinning at the right speed and tilted at the right axis. And I mean, it's a miracle that we're just hanging here three rocks from the sun and it's good. How you know? Is it, is it good? It's good. I got problems. All right, we got problems, but it's good. It's really good. I just brought an apple just to remind myself of how good life is. This is going to taste really, really good. Anybody? Gala. Best. That's the best, right? All right. I don't want to hear about it. Right. This is the best. <laughs> like, and so we start with good. I mean, unfortunately, I'm going to get into it in the weeks to come, but Sometimes when you go to some churches, they start with bad, you know, it's kind of bad and God is mad right there. No, that's not where it starts. It's good. It's good. It's good. Right. And they always say, well, you're bad and you got to get fixed. No, you're good. Genesis says it's good. The other thing we talked about, which is sort of important, I'll just as a reminder before we dive in, is that this is not a science book. It was never intended to be a science book so don't push it for scientific details, but it encourages science, right? Psalm 19. Anybody? The heavens declare what? The glory of God, right? The heavens are screaming out. The skies are talking about the work of his hands. I was telling you the other day about how I watched this movie about the expanding universe. It's just mind-blowing stuff. So it, it goes on to say day after day, right, the, that it's pouring out speech. In other words, creation is speaking to you, right? Night after night, they reveal knowledge. You sit there. Anybody like to do this in the, in maybe in the, hopefully in the summer more than the winter when it's warm? But you go out and you just lay under the stars. We don't do it enough. Is it true? And when you do it, you go, I should do this more. And And it says that creation has no speech and they have no words, right? Um, Yet, yet their voice goes out to the whole earth. So um, this is what, this is what's so important. Science declares the glory of God. What is looking at the heavens? What is that? That's science. God, Bible, Jesus, Genesis, it's all pro-science. Yay, science! Go for it! Right? You don't need to be anti-science to be pro-God. Yay! We can we can keep our sex books. All right, keep studying, keep learning, keep letting it marvel you. Right? Look at the underwater sea dragon. anybody ever seen the sea dragon? I, I, I the sea dragon. I mean, you have the sea horse. The, I'm not making this stuff up. Some of you look like I'm making this stuff up. You have to keep exploring. There's so much more. And it's all declaring what, what they call the glory, right, of God. It would be like some some person, some subject walking into this king's land. And they have all these amazing things that the king has built. And it was, it's to declare his glory. So when you see the the, the amazing uh Creation, which we're just discovering left and right every single day, more and more and more about our unbelievable universe, all it does is make you go, wow, way to go, way to go. It causes an eruption of appreciation. The more we learn, the more we appreciate our God. Then it gets down, and today I want to talk about verse 26, Genesis 1, Says this, then God said, "Let us make man in our image." So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about there. First of all, God is referred to as us, so God is somehow plural, right? Um, In the image of God, and God is somehow plural. There's three, so. We learn this later called the Trinity, but we won't go into it in detail, but how many of you have heard of this before, the Trinity, or Father, Son, and Spirit? Okay, so God then says, let's make man in our image, in the image, and also it says, in the likeness, in the image, and the likeness of God. What we believe... Is that every human being, no matter what political party they are a part of, no matter what race or gender or any other category, I don't have time to figure them all out, right? It, it, these, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you agree with them, you don't agree with them, you like them, you don't like them, you look like them, you're scared of them. Every single, look, look. Every single human being is made in the image of God. This week, I said, I'm going to give you what might be the most important verse in all of the Bible. And certainly, I'm not qualified to give that answer. <laughs> but uh, you would someone emailed me and said, I think it's this verse. And the verse they gave us from the New Testament where Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself, and I could not argue with that a bit. That's like the foundation of Orchard Grove, loving God and loving others. And if you think about it, it's this idea, it's this idea right here that gives us the reason to love everybody. How many here have ever had reasons to not love somebody? We have a lot of those, don't we? I got some reasons I would like to not love this person right? And we can name those, those that come easily to our mind, but this is what's important. They're made in the image of God. It says they're made in the image of God and then in the likeness of God. Let's just do a little bit of work here, all right? In the image of God means this. Every single human being is made they they're they're like god in the way that they're made and their value cannot go up or down this is so important because what do we do we we treat people like uh, like the NFL treats their players right if you're performing good you're going to get a what big contract if you're not we're going to have have to We're going to have to cut you. We're going to have to trade you. We're going to have. So, your value is related to your performance. This is not how God looks at it. Your value is unchangeable, it's infinite. Your likeness might be how well you attribute that value to yourself. Some people, they reflect God better than others. Listen very carefully. Some of us, reflect God better than others. Some of us reflect him worse than others. I know I'm not you. Some of us reflect him worse than others. And, and we are this work in progress we always talk about. So the likeness, and you say, so the person that sent me this email said, I know this verse about loving God and loving others, but I have such a hard time loving some people, right? Anybody could identify with that email? Um, fill in the blank, right? And especially mean people. I don't like. I don't like the idea of loving mean people. I don't. We, there's all these people we don't like to love. Which is what made Jesus so amazing when He said to love your enemies. This is really. This is really pushing it. I mean, you know, you're following Jesus for a while, and now you're pushing it, right? Like, love your enemies. See, but Chris, some people are just so bad. So Some people, uh, I get it, right? But listen, ask any, anybody that's been around little kids before. Anybody that's parented the little ones. I, I've, I've heard this a million times, right? Little Johnny gets a little cranky and starts throwing Cheerios at people and, and talking bad and being nasty and, and throwing a little fit. And what do they say? This kid is no good, rotten bum. No, they go, Johnny is just a little tired, needs his nap. Huh? Isn't that what we all say? Why? You say, are we all making excuses for him? Well, if it's an excuse, maybe it's an excuse. But if you're around them long enough, you, you the parent, you don't go, this person is no good. You go, they're not at their best performance currently. Is that true? You've never been around these parents? They're not at their best performance currently. And why is that? They haven't gotten something that they need in order to do that. And then the reality is, the longer you're around them, you realize, well, that's actually very true. If they don't eat or they don't sleep or whatever, they they have a hard time. Why is it that some humans, right, us included, Don't always perform. We haven't received something that we need. Think about the people that struggle the most to be loving. Aren't they almost always the people that have received a little less love in life? In fact, you can see this with dogs. Go rescue a dog. When you rescue a dog that's been abused, what's the dog like? The first thing their dog is not, you know, licking you and happy-happy. And no, the first thing is they're defensive. They're 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 they're, they're, they're baring their teeth. Is this, is this true? Because they've been abused. They have they haven't received the way they need to. A little child hasn't received food or sleep or whatever. They have a hard time. Us humans the same. So what we can do, this is so important, is we can separate. We can love everybody because they've all been made in the image of God. And we can realize that all of us are on some level of the spectrum of reflecting his image. Some of us are doing good. And thus be truthful, some of us have a good week and some of us have a bad week. Huh? How many got a little foggy last week? Just like, yeah, I, I'm not reflecting it the way I want to. Have you ever said things that you wish you would not have said? Right? You, 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 we all do. Because there are times when we, don't, we aren't, let's call it, fed emotionally, right? Fed here that we don't reflect God very well. So the key thing is to understand that everybody has been made in the image of God. Think about this. This idea... Was revolutionary. This is not how people used to always think. For centuries, people have thought, no, these people actually believed. How did we have our ro- systems of royalty and, and, and caste systems in India and different cultures around the world? Being born and growing up in a, in a culture like America is a huge privilege uh, that we, we were sometimes so soaked in we don't realize Whole systems and, and nations have been built on this person was born at this level because they're better. They're just substantially, they're better. And so you had a whole caste system, like let's just, where people here believe that these people were better, so you just didn't move. It seems crazy to us. To be born in a, in a country, if you happen to be born here, mo- most of you, but not all, where they wrote in our founding documents, all men are created, what? Equal. You know what they said? This is self-evident. This is obvious. Then we went on and didn't, didn't live like it. Shall we talk about slavery today or not? One thing to say it, one thing to what? Do it. And it's a work in progress, and and then we needed to let women vote. What? What? Like some? I don't know. I don't know how old I was when I realized that they didn't let women vote. Like no, but we're all created equal. Yeah, but you know, we got a ways to go. We made progress, but we have more progress to make. Amen. That everybody's equal. It doesn't matter. And the fundamental thing that we have as the foundation of our faith and our society and everything is this that everyone is equal because everyone is created in the image of God. We were made in God's image, also says something else. Remember how I said God it says, God said, Let us make man in the our image. What we know is that God is like more than one. That God is three in one. And people have studied this and talked about this for years. But there's this relationship of father and son and spirit. And they're, they're relating to each other. Have you ever wondered why it is that we are so Relational? Us, we, we, we need to talk to each other. We need to communicate to each other. We need to have friendships and relationships and family. We need, it's something that's, it's as, it's as, it's as necessary as eating to us. Why is it that we're so relational that we need to have other people? Because we're made in the likeness of God. Relationship is key to what we are. Have you ever just gone and had a, a, a dinner with a good friend and you know, and then it went on and then you, you know, you, you didn't have any reason to stay longer, but you just keep ordering things because you just want to stay, anybody? And then, and then it turned into something after and then dessert and then, well, let's get some coffee and then it just keeps, and then it's too late at night for coffee, well, give me some decaf. You just want to keep the conversation. Anybody ever have one of these? And you look back and you said, man, where did the time go? Why? Because that's feeding something that's inside you, that how you were created. You were created for relationship. You can't undo this. So in the image of God means all of us are relational in nature. That's how God made us. And the other thing is this. In his image means we are creators as well. We're creative. We make things. We feel anybody you, you, you whatever it is that you make, think about the sense of accomplishment that you have when you 're done. Think about it we don 't always realize it, but some of you like to paint right My mom likes to paint, she paint anything right she paint walls she paint canvas she paint she'll likes to paint. paint 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 paint. I need my mom to live here right anybody you you have a hobby you, a hobby you like to make things you you, you like to create things. Some of you guys are in the building, and you get your tools, and, and, you, and when you make it, you step back, and you look at it. Some of you are musicians, like our, our team here. They, they make music. It's not just that they like music. They make music. You say, well, what's the difference? They want to be involved in the process of making the sound. This is so important to how you and I are. Once you stop creating, once you stop creating, you kind of stop living. Think about it. Think about how many people struggle in retirement. Because then you just have this thing, and well, i got to get to a certain age, you get a certain amount of money, and then I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I exist. I just exist to sit on a beach. And, you, and that's good. You should do that. I think you could find ways. I'm not against anything. But you, 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 you can go sit on a beach for so long. Yeah, this, this is true. You could, go, you could have the money and retire and have all kinds of money and go sit on a beach and, and have people bring you drinks with umbrellas in them every hour on the hour, and there would reach a point where you just would hate it. Someone would say, well, give me a month. <laughs> huh? Give me a month. Uh, let, me, let me email you back. Huh? I get it. I mean, some of you need a vacation. That's all right. This is true. This is true. Because you were built. This is so important. You were built to create. So God gives us this this world. This is what's so important. Today, you and I can create something. We can, we, can, we can create something with our hands. We can, we can, we can create organizations. We, we can create relationships. We, we can create uh, governments. We can create... And what, what he did is he gave us this b- big, beautiful world. And then he says, now, now manage it, create with it. Continue what I have started. So if our idea is the whole goal of life is just get to a place where we don't have to participate anymore, completely misses the point of what it means to be a human being. To be a human being means you are alive to contribute. There is no retirement age in the Bible. It just says he made man in his image and he gave us the stuff and then he says, now go do it. And yeah, you got to get some rest in there. And I'm all for slowing down. I remember my, my grandpa when he turned about 82. My grandpa he started taking Tuesdays off. <laughs> huh? Spend more time with grandma. Every Tuesday they spent together. Now, if you're retired, know it's not a bad this is this is the thing that you know that you could stand up here and say yourself. You need to be, no matter what your employer is, you need to be meaningfully engaged in life. You have to have your hands on something. That's just how God made us. And so what we need to do, and if you, if you are retired, you, you may have more time and opportunity and even money to get your hands on things that you've always wanted to get your hands on. Awesome. Awesome. But at the end of the day, it's all about continuing the creative work of God in this beautiful creation. I think as we um, look at our life, one of the things that we realize is this. In the beginning was God, and then he created us. And one of the ways that we get it flipped around is, We start with us. In the beginning was Chris. And then he found God. Anybody know this story, right? This is how people people tell their stories? This is me and then I found God. This is so hilarious, right? Like here he was hiding. I found God. Hey, come here. I'm Chris. Right? It's silly, right? It's God's story. It's his world. And you and I are what? Waking up to it. Is this true? Kid, you grow up in your household, you don't find your parents, right? You, you wake up to them. You you realize what they've given you. You slowly start to recognize what it's all about. And this is what happens to us is we start to realize that this is God's story and we are a part of it. But a lot of people do this. They quote, find God, and then what they do is they have this device in the church they call prayer, right? Which I think needs to be redefined a little bit. But it's basically telling God how to get them their dreams. So here, God, here's what we need to do today, right? And a lot of the prayer is about God. If, and I liken it to a two-seater bicycle, which I also have of my grandma's, if you ever want to go for a ride, right? And the two-seater, you know, on the front you you know is the steering part and then in the back you know you, you can't steer but you got the, the things there and you can just pedal right so most of us our, our idea of god is we'll stay in the front seat with the steering right and god if you could just get on the back and pedal especially when we get to the hills anybody and this is where you need god right when you're going up a hill, you're going through a difficult time in life. If you could just get him on board, get God on board to pedal, to push me over this hill. And the reality is, I think we always are in the driver's seat because God gives us this free will. I don't think he ever, you know, like, even the I carry Jesus take the wheel. I think actually what happens is I think, I mean, he could in an emergency, you know, reach around there. But I think what he always lets us drive. But I think he's always whispering, if we're willing to listen. You know, you have the freedom. Sometimes we're listening, and sometimes what? We've already decided what we're going to do. We already know what we're going where we're going to go. We've already made our decision, and so we can't hear that. We can't hear that voice. So rather than looking at our life, rather than you looking at your life as, here's what I want to do. i got to set goals. i got to do all this. All that's fine and good. But here's the reality. The reality is that this is God's creation, and you and I are a part of a much bigger story. And what's really good is you figure out your place in a much larger story. Rather than creating your own story and asking God to get on and push. A while back... uh uh, there were there were some uh, neighbors, and you know, this is a long long time ago, but um, they th- their son got their vehicle stuck in the snow, and uh, and so the they came over to my house to say, hey, could you could you come and, and help? you know, get him out of the snow, like his dad's going to be really upset, and it was the mom, you know, and I'm like, oh, sure, I'll help, so I get out there. Now, if you're asking a guest to come out in the bitter cold and help, you know, you need a pusher and you need a driver, what would you ask your guest to do? Why don't you get in drive and I will, what? No, 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 it was me, then the son who wrecked the thing in the first place is in in the driver's seat which I thought this is, not, this is not only fun, this is a little bit dangerous, right? But this is what a lot of us think God is for, right? We take it off the ditch, we ring him up, right? He pushes us back on the tracks, right? Instead of realizing that maybe it would be better if we involved in the, in the larger picture, the whole process, we realize that we are a bigger are a part of his much bigger plan. As we, as we wrap up today, here's the thing I would like for us to think about. Life is good. God is good. And when it gets difficult, when it gets challenging, right? Yes, of course we turn to him, but we can turn to him in the other parts too and realize that it's good all along the way. Here's what, I would, here's what I'd like for you to think about. Jesus spoke like this. God who sees the sparrows sees you too. Right? God, if God could notice a bird flying off in the distance over here, any insignificant thing, God is aware of you too. And I think if anything, creation tells us, it tells us this, that God loves us, that the whole thing is about love, and God cares for us. And he knows today, he knows today, whatever it is that's going on in your life. And he cares. This is what Jesus taught us just by looking at creation, you see the birds, and there he says, look at the birds, how great their clothes are, right? How well fed they are. Look at the flowers. Look how fancy they dress. If God does all of that, God's going to certainly care for you as well.